0: Jesus wept. It's just that simple. It's really just that simple. Do you remember those quirky little prayers that we used to say as children? It's nighttime and your mother comes into your room to tuck you into your bed. But first she looks down at you and she says, Okay, little one, it's time to say your prayers. You get down on your knees, you close your eyes, you put your hands together, and you begin to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. To take. Or how about those times when it was your turn to pray over dinner? You remember that? God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. But there was another prayer, one that was truly quite peculiar we also use this prayer to bless our food it's it's really quite simple all it says is Jesus wept for years and years we use this little prayer Jesus wept not knowing what it means not knowing how it applied to our food in that situation Jesus wept. Thanks be unto God that Jesus wept for my everyday breakfast of honey nut Cheerios and orange juice. How often have we misplaced or misused this text? A beautiful literary masterpiece contained within our very own biblical literature. Two words, the shortest verse in the Bible. Ironically enough, regardless of what version you have, it seems to remain the same. Whether it's the NIV, the KJV, the ESV, the NRSV, it doesn't matter. Jesus wept. As strange as it may sound, there seems to be a message contained within this simple text. If you would, for a brief moment, take this voyage with me. We all know this text. Deeply embedded within one of the most touching stories in the Bible, we find Jesus coming to the aid of Mary and Martha at the death of their brother. Word has been sent that Lazarus, the beloved friend of Jesus and so many others, has passed away. It's been four days since Lazarus was buried and Jesus is just now arriving in town. As Jesus comes towards the village, he is met by Martha. Distraught and utterly stricken with grief from the situation, Jesus reassures Martha that her brother would surely live again. For everyone who lives and believes in the Lord shall never die, as he tells her. Comforted by his presence and his words, Martha runs and tells her sister that the master has arrived. Mary jumps up and She runs out the house. The crowd, which had gathered to console her and her sister, follow her in hot pursuit, anxious to see what is about to take place. Finally, Mary makes her way to Jesus, and immediately she falls at his feet. Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. What gripping words. Seeing Mary in her distress, along with Martha and all the other mourners from the village, Jesus is deeply moved and troubled in his spirit. Where is Lazarus laid, he asks them. And they take him to the tomb. En route to the tomb, Jesus weeps profusely. But why? Why did he weep? What in the world would push the almighty Lord and Savior To tears? This is a question that has boggled the minds of many theologians over the span of so many years. On one hand, some scholars suggest that he wept because, just like Mary and Martha, he was moved by the pain and grief that the situation presented. The death of a loved one is never an easy thing to deal with, and we're already aware of the fact that Jesus not only loved Mary and Martha. But but he also loved their brother, Lazarus. For when word reaches Jesus that Lazarus has died, the messenger deems Lazarus as he whom the Lord loved. So it's quite clear that this was someone who Jesus had a true, heartfelt relationship with. So it's quite understandable how one could come to that conclusion. Yet and still... On the other hand, some theologians proclaim that the language in the text portrays it as something more than a simple loving act of sympathy. To some, Jesus' tears stand as a reminder of his agitation and frustration with humanity. His time was drawing nearer and he was aware of that, so the people's lack of faith in the moment forcefully move him to a point where he is literally in tears. Angered by the sisters' reaction to their brother's death in the presence of an all-powerful Savior who has the power to resurrect the dead, Jesus gets so worked up until he literally explodes into tears. Or so some people say. But is that all? Well, I wish that I could say that, but it isn't. There's even a group of theologians who believe that Jesus wept at the sight of what death and sin had brought into the world being two of his biggest opponents in the world. Jesus was overwhelmed by the pain and suffering that came along with death. He saw the the mourning family. He, He saw the mourning friends and the fellow members of the community. And he was overcome by grief and sorrow. And he was so moved and disturbed by this sight until all he could do was cry. Reason. After reason, after reason, the the greatest minds of the theological world have tried their best to figure out this mind-boggling event. Jostling back and forth, trying their best to win position in this race to be correct. Nevertheless, that seems to be the real issue that's present here. We sometimes get so captivated with trying to figure out why Jesus cried, Until we totally overlook the simple beauty that comes from knowing that he did cry. I mean, literally. Think about this statement. Jesus wept. So much is contained within these two simple words. Until it's almost unfair to me to try to attempt to break it down in the amount of time that I have. But let's give it a try. Jesus. Adam's Redeemer. Jesus. Abel's vindicator, Jesus. Noah's ark. Wait, wait, hold on one second. Wrong, wrong place for that. Let's let's try this again. Jesus, God with flesh on His face. Jesus, the, the omnipresent repositioned into a temporal body. Jesus, the the omniscient, all-knowing, withheld within a human mind. Jesus, the omnipotent, all-powerful, sustained in muscles, tendons, and bones. Jesus, the word which has become flesh. Jesus wept to weep, to to, to express grief or or sorrow, to to, to weep, to to shed tears for someone or to mourn, to to weep, to allow tears to form in one's eye ducts and involuntarily release, To, to weep, to portray human emotion in a time or period of deep pain, to weep. Jesus wept. What a beautiful statement. God in the flesh, Jesus, portrayed human emotion for a moment and wept. Without trying to figure out why Jesus wept, one could simply say that it surely is nice to serve a God that can relate to humanity. Jesus' weeping shows us that at the very surface level, we serve a God who can relate to our life situations. Isn't it good to know that God can relate to whatever it is in your life that you're going through? If you're sick, he can relate. If, if you're lonely, he can relate. If, if, if you're sad and grieving, he can relate. There's nothing that we encounter in life that God cannot relate to. That's the beauty contained within this simple message. That our God can relate to all humanity. A high and mighty and holy and righteous God can relate to an evil and twisted and confused and sinful world. God stepped down from heaven, wrapped himself in human flesh, and set out to live a human life. And he did all that so that he can share with us in our life experiences. But that's not the real beauty of it. The the beauty is that since he came down to share with us now, because of his life, death, and resurrection, we can share with him. I'm so glad that God stepped down from heaven in the form of Jesus to share with us in humanity. And since he died on the cross and rose again for our sins, we too shall share with him in divinity. That's the beauty contained within this text. And it's just that simple. God bless you.